Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nostalgia Crew. I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode, but even if you didn't, too bad. This is episode number two on here. I'm your host, Bill, and joining me is Danielle. Hello. And I, for Danielle, I know this is going to be a little bit weird, but this show today, besides all of our topics, I'm going to be having dinner while we're talking. Oh. Um, I actually just got back from eating lunch, so that's very funny. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anywho, um, so yeah, I have, if you guys are curious, my, my sister Shannon made, or found this recipe, and it's really good. It is a meatball sub, but in croissants, mm-hmm. and it's really good, so. Okay. Um, but before we get any further, um, to those who did listen to our first episode, um, I know we both will say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but in particular, I say this because on Podbean, and I have the information in front of us, our first episode is ranked in the top 10 most played episodes of the last three months of any podcast that is put up on here. No way. Mm hmm. We, oh my god! It, it, as a matter of fact, it is number ten. Oh my god! So, a good number listened last month, and I hope you guys. I didn't think that many people listened. Well, I guess a lot of people really enjoyed it. So, at <laughs> the and at the end of this episode, um, I'm gonna put out or I'm gonna give you guys an email address. Yes. To send and. That way, if you have any questions, you can just send them to me, and we'll read them for next month. Yeah. Um, but we both have a lot to talk about. We do. On this this month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Um, so, I... Now, did I... Did you start last month with the first topic, or did I start? I... Oh, God. You, I think you might have, yeah. Okay, then I will let you start with the opening topic. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I still want to thank everybody for feedback. Um, I didn't realize that many people listened because I kept telling people, like, did you listen to my podcast? And they're like, oh, no, we didn't see the link. So, um, <laughs> And we will be putting it up on we put Facebook. It up after this gets uploaded, if you missed it because Facebook tends to, you know, have all this stuff and you're not in the Nostalgia Crew group. Which um, you should be. Yes, you should be. But if you're not, or if you're one of those people who doesn't have a Facebook and is listening to this, because I do have a few friends who don't have Facebook, so just, um, just let me know. Send me a message saying, hey, I want to listen to your podcast. Can you send me the link? I will send you the link. Or And and real quick, um, before we go any further, yes. when you do look for this, it's on iTunes. I have it under that wrestling show, so... You probably okay. will see sports and that wrestling show as well. So it's right. in there. So all you got to do is just type in that wrestling show and that's where you'll yes. find it. Okay. Um, the, and also one other thing. Um, the funniest, I, I did get a few people comment and say some stuff, but the funniest um, feedback I got was your friend Daniel messaged me and he goes, wow, I had no idea you and Bill knew each other in real life. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, yes, we do. He's like, I thought you were just two people who talked online no. about nostalgia. 
dude. No, we've seen each other. We have seen each other, Ada. Many, many, many times. Very many times. We've gone on trips together. We've gone to parties together. We haven't seen each other in four years. Well, we've that, that that's going to end shortly, but I'll tell you off air, so. Oh, okay. We're, okay, so we'll update you on how that went. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. We um we are we go back um out. We'll probably talk about how that came about. Mm-hmm. We we told you how we met the last show, but there's a lot of other funny stories that I'm sure we'll get into at some point. About, oh, and real you know. quick, my yeah. mom really likes you. Oh, thank you. I thank you, Mrs. Yanko. She's I always been, liked you. Really? Yes. I. I haven't been to her house in 10 years, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, she's very nice, too. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, anyways, so on that note, yes, we know each other. Even sent some photographic evidence if he... No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, see, <laughs> this picture's from nine years ago. We've met. Um, all right. Anywho. So before we get into our first topic, um, it's really funny because we both discussed um, the Muppets, uh, Girl Meets World, and Fuller House, uh, Fuller House all last yes. month. Yes, we and did. They all had like significant news updates within the last month. Yes. So coincidental. So I'm just going to kind of loop it all in together, you know, the updates okay. and whatnot. Okay. So first of all. It has been announced the Muppets will be back on ABC this fall. Yeah. New, uh, it is like, uh, one of my friends got a little nervous because they said it was going to be adult themed and she was a little concerned. But you have to keep in mind that the Muppets, those Muppets, at least not the Sesame Street Muppets, exactly. were meant for a more mature audience. Exactly. Anyway. Even, so, even though some of the Sesame Street Muppets have been on Saturday Night Live. They have, yes. So, but it's going to be like an adult show. It's going to be kind of a mockumentary sort of thing in the style of Modern Family. So, I, I, I watch it. You know, it's the Muppets. I really don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give them a shot because it's the Muppets, you know. <laughs> and if it sucks, it sucks. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know... I really, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and um, also, Fuller House is an actual thing. Like, I thought, like, because when we talked about it, I thought it was just a rumor or, oh, you know. Right. But it is an actual thing. It's going to start next year. They start filming this summer. And the plot it's, is so weird. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm my God. Freaking excited. You have no idea. Because now... It's DJ, DJ is um, pregnant, and she's two little boys, and her husband died. No, it's like the same plot of Full House. Basically, yeah. Yeah, but now also, what I wanted to also clear up for some people, because I'm on the Fuller House fan page, which I'm now active on, um, (laughs) some people were concerned. They were like, well, DJ's husband died. Does that mean her boyfriend Steve died? Exactly, exactly. No. And here's why. The show is not is called Fuller House because her married last name is Fuller. Steve's last name was Hale. So Steve didn't die. Well, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. So you mean to tell me all this time yes. that my thought 
that Steve <laughs> and Kimmy Gibbler were not brother and sister now? No! Steve, no, Steve was this guy she went to high school with that was like a couple years ahead of her that she I, I always thought Steve and Kimmy no. were brother and sister. Oh, man. No, um, okay. Steve was a guy, she was, DJ was a sophomore and Steve was a senior. Right. And he was on the wrestling team. And he first appears in one episode where... When they come back from that uh, trip yeah, to Spain. Yeah, they come back from Spain and he becomes a regular. But there's one episode where she sneaks out um, and goes to the movies with them while her sisters are sick. And she's supposed to be babysitting them. That must not be an episode played very often. No, it's not. Especially because it's his first appearance and he has a different last name. But uh, Anyway. But if you go from when he... They got off the plane in... Plane in Spain, ha ha ha. Um, Was it raining? I don't know. No, in the plane. on that show unless it's plot relevant. No. Uh, so that he was Steve. His name's Steve Hale. Okay. And, his, and we're just going to assume that he's um, that they broke up between after the show ended. Mm-hmm. And also Scott Weiner, who's the actor that plays Steve, right. also did the voice of Aladdin. Right. Um, he confirmed on his Twitter that he is in talks and said, "Don't worry." They didn't forget about Steve. Good. <laughs> so he is in talks. All right. But the main thing that I want to see is, so she asked, so she um, needs help raising her kids. So she calls Stephanie and Kimmy to move in with her. And Kimmy is going to be moving in with her teenage daughter. And I would, and that's the main reason I want to tune in because Kimmy Gibbler is a mother. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm, okay, I'm going to back you up for a minute. Sure. So that means <laughs> that in between the time the show got canceled yeah. and when the show premieres, yeah. Kimmy Kibler got Kibler. knocked up yeah. before or after high school yes. and had a kid maybe out of wedlock. Well, they said that Kimmy's divorced. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But in any case, Full House ended 20 years ago so she could have a teenage daughter and not have it be weird. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because they graduate, in the, they're graduating from high school during the last season, so yeah. The, yeah, so they, gra- yeah, they graduate the same year. Okay. Yeah, so that, because the last episode is about DJ senior, DJ's going to senior prom and yeah. Steve shows up to go take her to well, prom. Well, but it was upended by Michelle going Yeah, I was pissed coma. off about that. Well, I've always well, I've always told you how I thought that show should have ended. Oh yeah, yeah. With Danny getting married, I always thought that. I'm, I'm ticked. I'm still ticked about that. Well, the, now, now there's still hope because we do get a second chance for this. Yeah. See, I liked Vicky. I liked Vicky, but what I thought would have been really more interesting was the last season. Stephanie had a best friend named Gia. Gia, Michelle hated Gia just like Stephanie hated Kimmy, mm-hmm. and, it, and Danny started dating Gia's mom, and Michelle got all upset because she thought Gia and Stephanie would be stepsisters, and then she'd get left out of the loop. Right. I wish I, they had to continue that. That would have been I funny. do remember that. And, yes. and actually, it's popped up lately where that actress, like, they've shown what she's done, and she's yes, actually yes. become an attractive woman. Oh, she has, yes. Um, same she, with same with uh, Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah. 
So I, but I just want to see Kimmy Gibbler as a mother because that alone is just worth tuning in for. Because Gibbler, <laughs> and not to mention her family, just imagine growing up a Gibbler. That that just must be the most eccentric child. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely, and also Stephanie and Kimmy didn't get along during the original series, so that should be interesting to watch. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, they get, they're they're friends in real life, but on the yeah, show, yeah, yeah, on the show, yeah, the character, yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. That so I'm definitely going to watch. It's on Netflix, and yes, um, some people I know another friend of mine was concerned because they don't have Netflix. It's only eight bucks. Yep. Okay. It's only eight bucks. Yes, it, you know, getting DVDs and stuff through the mail that's extra, but to get it streamed on your computer. Or wherever else, it's only eight bucks. It is not going to bankrupt you. Okay. It's really not. I mean, I I have streaming and DVDs, and I'm not bankrupt. And also, if you have, you know, a because somebody else had mentioned, well, my wife hates Full House. Okay, you can create separate user accounts. Yes, so you can. You watch will not appear on her account. Okay, so you don't have to. <laughs> It's not a hassle. No, it's really not. It's really, it's very convenient, you know, just go and... I mean, so, but yes, very excited. Okay, also, I um, went to Girl Meets World premieres season two, Monday night. Okay? as a Because as a special treat, Disney has decided to premiere a new episode every night next week. Oh. So what it's going to be, um, Monday through Friday at 8.30, every night on Disney, there's a new episode. Um, so I just wanted to give a heads up for those who um, are only tuning in for the Boy Meets World cast members and not the regular plot. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, um, on Thursday night's episode, Girl Meets Pluto, they will be traveling to Philadelphia. Okay. To visit Corey's family, to dig up, um, first of all, Sean's coming with them, because um, Sean is, Sean's Uncle Sean, or whatever, and he's also a father figure to their daughter's best friend, because their daughter, they, their daughter is a best friend whose father's a deadbeat, so Sean kind of, like, is her substitute yeah. father, is kind of dating her mom, so. I can't wait till that episode comes. Yeah, so Sean is going to be coming back to visit a lot. He comes and visits a lot and goes and sends her stuff. It's kind of like his daughter. So they're all going to be traveling to Philadelphia to dig up a time capsule that is in Mr. Feeney's backyard. So Mr. Feeney will be there, too, on Thursday night. Oh, All want to come in. Um, and on Friday night, 8.30, Girl Meets Mr. Squirrels. Um, Riley, that's Corey and Topanga's daughter, and her best friend Maya, get into a fight. So, to mediate, Corey calls his brother Eric to come help them. So, Eric will be on Friday night. Uh, okay, but why is the episode Girl Meets Squirrels? Because there's an episode of Boy Meets World where they showed them ten years into the future, and Eric became some, like, hippie person who's like, my name is now Squirrels. Plays oh, with squirrels. Oh, lord. So, they're kind of sort of basing it off of that. I don't know. Eric's a really goofy guy, but I'm really also looking forward to it because Will Friedle, the actor, he came public and 
he publicly admitted that he struggled with anxiety for years, and it was really bad towards the end of Boy Meets World, mm -hmm. and he wasn't sure if he could come back and do it. Or, you know, he was anxious about how would his performance be received, all the stuff, but he went and he, and he's very glad that he's back. Yeah. So I definitely would like, I'm going to watch this, support him and see him again. And also, um, I also forgot to mention last week, another Boy Meets World connection. There's so many. They were like swimming in Boy Meets World connections. Um, Harley, the guy that bullied Corey. Yeah. Uh, He's the janitor at Corey's daughter's school now. So, um, but he, him and Corey get along well now. Okay. And he actually came and admitted and said, hey, yeah, I used to bully your father. I'm very ashamed of it now. I don't, you know, yeah. condone this. It was a very touching thing. And also Minkus, the little nerd from the early seasons, he's the father of one of Corey's daughter's friends, Farkle. So he's around too sometimes. Farkle? Farkle. Farkle oh, Mink. What a terrible <laughs> He He's actually less annoying than his father, though. <laughs> but still, his name. Yes, Farkle. That you could replace, like, a cuss word or a curse word. Be like, Farkle. oh, Farkle. Well, what started off was that Farkle was supposed to be his last name, and they were just going to call him Farkle, but then in post-production, they decided, well, wouldn't it be funny if he was Minkus' son? So they rewrote it so his so Farkle was originally supposed to be his last name. <laughs> yeah, but you could still call him Farkle with that last name. Yeah, so they, they do call him Farkle. So there's like, so um, so his dad comes to visit him at school for career day, and he's like Farkle. It's like his name is Farkle Minkus. Oh man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, don't wear it out. And he's like, I don't know if I could wear it out. I don't think anybody could. I could, but all right. So that, I guess, will be the first topic. So what do you... Um, well, right? I, I just want to say, because when I when you said, okay, Thursday is going to be the Mr. Feeney episode. Yes. I'm happy, but I'm also mad because I'm recording that night. So I'm going to... Oh, no! So, I, so I'm going to have to... I'm going to put up on the DVR yeah. for me to record. Because... Um, Big Bang Theory is done for the season. So. Yeah, don't get me started. We're, no, so we're upset. not. We're not. We're not. This is nostalgia crew. I'm so not gonna, upset about that. We're, we're not going to bring it up. We're not going to bring it up. Did, you saw it though, right? Yeah, I did see it. Okay, okay. Um, but, but <laughs> yeah. So I'll so I'll record the Mr. Feeney episode. But yeah, it's very yeah. Um, yeah, it's on at eight thirty. Um, but okay. between the three, uh huh, the one that I'm looking forward to the most is the Muppets. And I and I think the reason that I'm looking forward to it the most mm -hmm. is because here, you know, you and I, we grew up on this. You know, I mean, yes, it started in the 70s. And then it went into the 80s. And then it went into the 90s. And then, like, in the 2000s, it just disappeared for a while. Mm -hmm. And then the movie came out. And it was very successful. And then they all started to make these appearances here and there, left and right. And then they get the second movie, and now they're getting a TV show. And I think the fact that it's going to be a mockumentary makes it that much more interesting. Yeah. And I, the thing, though, for me is what night are they going to put it on? That's the $64,000 question. Right. Because Friday nights aren't what they used to be. Exactly. Like, the only show that's successful is Last Man Standing. 
I'm shocked that's still in the air. AKA Home Improvement Junior. So, and I, and I think the show that went on after it got canceled, or just recently was announced, got canceled. Every show that airs after it gets canceled, but that show stays for some reason. So, you could put it there, mm-hmm. or if you're ABC, you could take a chance by putting it on one of your other nights, uh, you know, on your comedy nights. Right. Preferably that Wednesday. And you could move, because you can't move Modern Family. There's no, no way. Can't mm-hmm. move Blackish. That was surprisingly a, a hit. Surprisingly a hit. Right. So it comes down to the middle and the Goldbergs. And the Goldbergs has this weird following that I can't explain. I love them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I haven't watched, like, I've only seen one full episode, and it's good. Yeah. So, if one of them gets moved, and if they decide to put them up, it's on Wednesday, it's going to be the middle. So Yeah, I, I used to love the middle, but it's starting to run out of steam. I so, it'll be interesting to see when they do announce the day that they're going to put it on. Mm-hmm. Plus, one more thing. I think it's going to be real interesting if they do the... Oh, here's the guest host tonight of the Muppet Show. You know, are they gonna do that? Right. Um, I think that. Well, I can't really say that. Um, variety shows. I mean, SNL is technically a variety yes, show. Yes, it is. But, but variety shows aren't as common as they were when the Muppet Show was originally on. Yeah. But Neil Patrick Harris is actually coming out with one this fall, so who knows? Oh, but it's Neil Patrick Harris. And, and if you saw his performance at the Oscars, folks, yeah, believe me. He's one of the only people that probably could get a variety show now because he's, I mean, the man is just unstoppable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. All right. Um, for my topic, my oh. first topic. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this or have heard about this. But about two or three weeks ago, Rolling Stone magazine came out with their list of the 50 greatest live albums of all time. Ah. Now, I'm going to leave it up to you. Okay. Do you want to do all 50 or do you want to do the top 10? Let's stick to the top 10. Okay. Because. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, for the top 10, folks, and... We're going to play along as well. All right. I'm going to say the album. Okay. And we will say if we have it or if our parents have it. Oh, God, I don't even know. So, oh, oh good. She doesn't even know. I've already seen this list, so. No, I don't even know if my parents have it because okay. they have so many records upstairs. All right. So, here are the top ten Greatest live albums of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Number 10, Nirvana, MTV Unplugged in New York. I can tell you right now, my parents don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell you, I do have that album. Really? It is a very good live record. And yes, (laughs) it is, you know, from that whole phase of MTV Unplugged, but it's still... Very good album from beginning to end. 
And I, I and I and I think the best song on there is the last song, "Where Did You Sleep Last Night?" Because because the way, if you ever if you ever watch the special or if you get the album, uh-huh. the way Kurt Cobain sings, it's just like it's almost like in a way, and, and I'm not you know speculating or anything, but it's almost like this song is maybe for Courtney. Courtney Love. Right. Even though this is a cover. Mm-hmm. This is a cover song. Yep. The way he sings it and the way he's just, his emotions are screaming. It just sounds like he's, you know, may, maybe that was for Courtney. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. All right. Number nine. Bob Dylan. The Bootleg Series, Volume 4, Bob Dylan Live, 1966, the Royal Albert Hall Concert. Mm. Now, my parents do not have that album. Neither do I. <laughs> well, there we go. That that was easy. Sorry sorry to our Bob Dylan fans. I, no, it's, yeah, I, I like Bob Dylan. I don't have any, it's just my parents were more into R&B, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, my dad has a record by a band called the Zombies, which were a rock band in the 60s. I don't know if anybody's heard of them. but um, Well, they had that big hit, uh, House of the Rising Sun. No. No? That was the animals. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. The Zombies thing. It's, it's a zombie. Yes. Oh, the season. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Now I feel bad. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Number eight. MC5, Kick Out the Jams. Who? Uh, that's probably a lot of what the listeners are saying. Okay. Uh, this is a rock band from Detroit called MC5, which stands for Motor City 5. Okay. And they had, their, their big song is called Kick Out the Jams. <laughs> and the beginning of the song is, Kick Out the Jams, MFers! We're keeping this clean, by the way. They beat out Bob Dylan? Now, remember, this is live albums. Okay. I, I, I understand that. I Okay. <laughs> well, remember, this is Rolling Stone magazine. This, yes. This isn't what... Right. Yeah. This isn't an actual list of the sold more copies. Right. Like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, MC5, um, they were in that early, like, as far as, if you look back, and I'll give you guys a quick education. The history of American rock. They were one of the first controversial bands. Uh-huh. I guess the best way to say it was they were sort of like the Rolling Stones, but not the Rolling Stones. So, sort of like like garage rock, maybe. And again, if I mess that up, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven, The Grateful Dead, Live Dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, my parents do not have that album. I, I don't think it. my parents are going to own any of these albums. Like, although I can't, I can tell you somebody at work or that I used to work with, well, probably the biggest Grateful Dead fan I've ever met. Hi, I, Fra- I, hi, Francesca. Hope you're listening uh, to the show this week, this month. I used to pretend to be into them because I had a crush on a boy in ninth grade who was a big fan. Wait a minute. 
Okay, that way, was he a ninth grader? Yes. <laughs> His parents, mm. I, I don't know. He was into a lot of um, kind of weird, that's how I discovered, I started listening to The Doors, actually, because it was, we're, we're, we'll probably go into stuff that Danielle pretended to like to impress the boy, <laughs> but that's one of <laughs> Hey, I like The Doors, and I'm, you know, yeah. normal, so. They're, uh, yes, and um, I actually watched a, there's this channel called uh, something or other, I don't know the name, but it's a cable channel that shows live concerts, and they show The Doors oh, live. Oh, um, what, is, is it, like, from VH1 or sort of? No, it's a channel on its own by itself. Does it have the butterfly as the logo? It, I don't know. I just remember I okay. was watching it, and I wound up seeing the doors, like, live from somewhere. Because I'm thinking of Palladia. That's it. Palladia. Oh, okay. And I saw the doors, uh, doors concert from 1968, and I saw Paul McCartney and Wings from 1976, and it was... It's quite an interesting channel. Um, yeah, they, they I, I don't watch it, but I know that they have um, yeah. Daryl's House, which stars Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates. I used to watch that stuff. Oh, all right. Because I'm a big Hall & Oates fan, as weird as that is. Oh, uh, not really. <laughs> I uh, love that, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going before right, we... Right, right. All right, number six, Kiss Alive. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I will be honest, I do have the album for the moment, mm -hmm. because my sister-in-law wanted me to sell all of her records. I have yet to listen to it, so I will get a chance to listen to it, and then I'll put it up on eBay when I'm done, and I don't know when I'm going to get a chance, hopefully soon, Yeah. but this is the album that put Kiss over. Do you have a record player to play it on? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, but this is the album. Basically, the story is their first three albums didn't sell too good. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, we're going to do a live record. This is our last chance. If this does not work, not only are they not going to succeed, but their record company at the time, Casablanca, will probably fall and collapse. So... They get they do the album, and it's like one of the biggest selling live records of all time. And as they say, the rest is history, or in this case, history. Oh. Um, number five, BB King live at the Regal. I could see that. Mm, yeah, I definitely could. Yeah. I mean, my how big of an influence B.B. King is to yeah. all guitarists. And we, we want to send a shout-out to him. Hope he gets better. He is under hospice care, but... Oh, is he? Oh. He's still, he's still with us, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I... I can't for the life of me think of one of his songs off the top of my head, but I have heard him play the guitar. And, yeah. All right. All right, number four, The Who, live at Leeds. Ooh. Uh, okay, I do have some information. Uh, let's see. The Who spent most of 1969 and 1970 on the road, playing their rock opera Tommy as the centerpiece of epic concerts. They've become a fearsomely powerful live band, as fluid as they were brutal. 
four wizards at separate corners of the stage raising a golden demon together. The original version of Live at Leeds, recorded at a college gig on Valentine's Day 1970, mm-hmm. was three, and I did not know this, three cover songs and three transfigured who standards packaged to look like a warts and all bootleg LP, which explained the crackles from a faulty cable. As singer Roger Daltrey later put it, it's the end of a two and three quarter hour show. It's just the jamming bit at the end. Now, Tommy itself was omitted, although some of its riffs show up in the course of a 15-minute jam that evolves out of the proto-punk headbanger, My Generation. Oh, yeah. Later editions have gradually added the other 27 songs played that night. Wow. Did not know that. That is a pretty intense concert, 27 songs. Number three, Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Okay, I can definitely agree with that. I'm, I would not be surprised if my I, dad has this. Not. We, we don't own it, but I've heard it, and I can agree with that, yeah. Yeah, that, that I, I think that's probably, for country music, that's probably, like, the quintessential live album. Is that where he recorded A Boy Named Sue? Oh. I'm, that's a good question. Because what makes A Boy Named Sue, not only is the story in the song, but the the way the audience reacts to him. Singing. Yeah. So. It, it might be. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'll, I should I'm going to look that up right now. Uh, All right. I'll let you look that up while I go, sure, into, go number, and into number two. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Allman Brothers Band at Fillmore East. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Almond Brothers. I, I know maybe one song by the Almond Brothers, and the only other thing I know about the Almond Brothers is that one of them was married to Cher. Yes! That's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That is bad. I apologize to any fans of the Almond Brothers. <laughs> but that's all I know is that they sang Rambling Man and... One of them was married to Cher and fathered her son. There you go. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. All right. And now, according... Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. It was recorded at San Quentin, not Folsom. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I knew it was recorded at a prison. I couldn't remember which one. All right, go on, number one. All right. And the number one live album of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine, uh-huh. James Brown Live at the Apollo. Okay, my parents do own that one. <laughs> my father is a massive James Brown fan. I can almost guarantee you that is upstairs in our house somewhere. <sighs> Get on now. My father loves James Brown. Like, it, it is just crazy. Um, my father, despite... Oh, there's no way I could put this delicately. Being of a certain age... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We'll still leap up. Yeah, <laughs> that my my dad loves James Brown. So yeah, I, I am pretty sure that album is upstairs. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just no, I don't think my folks have that. Yeah, I mean, although my mom was in the Motown, but this isn't really Motown. No, he was in Motown. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, but no, my um, my father. 
in fact, both my parents did. Um, we have copies of the same album because, you know, before my parents got married, they each, you know, had their own record collection. They yeah. just have the same. So, um, but yeah, he is a big James Brown fan. And that's kind of part. My father's actually part of the reason for my nostalgia fixation, if you will, because, <laughs> because, I grew up, he's always playing old music around the house. He's always watching old movies, always watching old things. So, yeah. All right. And I do want to give a couple of honorable mentions once this loads up. Sure. Um, to the five albums that just missed. Bubbling Under. Yes, they just missed mm -hmm. the top ten. So... How I will read it is 15 through 11. Right. And we'll see if they should have been on it or not. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. Uh, okay. Number 15, John Coltrane, or Coltrane, live Coltrane. At, Coltrane, live at the Village Vanguard. All right. Number 14, Sam Cooke, live at the Harlem Square Club. I can see that. Number 13, Cheap Trick at Budokan. Oh, hell yeah. That should have been up there. Uh-uh. <laughs> Number 12, Muddy Waters at Newport, 1960. Okay. And number 11, Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense. I can definitely speak on the Cheap Trick album <laughs> because that's... Come on, that's what I want you to want me. Yeah. Mm hmm Come on now. Yeah, that should probably have been top. That should have. No. Uh, mommy's all right. Daddy's all, all right. right. Don't you see uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, like I said, it's Rolling Stone. And yeah, whatever Rolling Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I have my personal choice of my favorite live album, but. Uh, it, it didn't make the list, but I'll just tell you guys anyway. Iron Maiden Live After Death is just a really good album. It's during their during the 80s, and, and it's right after they had released Power Slave. It's a two-disc set, um, but it's really good stuff. I, I know I'm sure I'm missing others. Um, oh, ACDC, uh, If You Want Blood, that's another good live record. Um, but yeah, I mean... There's definitely a lot of choices, you know, yes. to pick, so. But, um, yeah, that version of I Want You to Want Me, like, I don't even, I don't think I like the regular album version. See, that's what people say. Like, Most people know that, the live version or the mm -hmm, album version. Mm -hmm. And then, recently, a couple years ago, they reunited and made a really cheesy, horrible Christmas cover of that song. Oh, well, I do have a Twisted Sister, uh, Twisted Sister, Twisted yeah, shit. Yeah, Twisted Sister. Well, there there went the uh, clean tag. The Twisted Sister Christmas album. So I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Love Actually. But, I'm afraid I uh, haven't. Love Actually sort of one of the many storylines, because it's one of those anthology romantic comedies where there's like several storylines going on. Um, but there's a storyline that revolves around this guy decided to, he's a rock star, and decided to cover Love is All Around except he changed it to Christmas is mm. all around. Oh, jeez. 
So his record label forced him to do this, and it's a really, really horrible, cheesy cover. Well, uh, Cheap Trick in real life did that with I Want You to Want Me. So it goes, I want you for Christmas. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Okay, because, like, on the Twisted Sister album, the only song that they do that's anywhere near their style is Oh, Come On Ye Faithful. In, in the style of we're not going to take it anymore. It's actually not that bad. To be fair, when I was a little kid going to Lutheran school and having to sing Christmas carols, I probably would have wanted to sing that version more so than what we had to sing. Alright. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to give you guys a little story, and, and this is going to lead into Danielle telling okay. her story. Last month, after we had finished recording, and we talked for a while, because we haven't Mm -hmm. talked in a while, a long while. Yes. She came up with a good idea. A very good idea. Because right now, we're into the prom season. Yep. And we've both gone to our respective proms. Um, but Danielle wanted to talk about her prom experiences, <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, somebody out there has had these same experiences that Danielle has had. Or worse. Or worse. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and you can talk about yours, too, although, unless you had, like, a really good time and have nothing horrible that happened to you. No, I, I, I'll talk about mine. Okay, all right. Well, I went to three proms, so... Okay, now, okay, now there, there's my first question. All right. <laughs> How did I go to three proms? Did you go as a sophomore? Yes. Oh, man. Not in the way you think. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm not gonna... Go okay. ahead, go ahead. No, because... Generally, if you go to prom as a sophomore, it means that you got asked by someone who's a junior or a senior. Generally, that's what it means. That's not why I went. I went because we had a small school. We had a very small school. Um, I went to what you call a quote-unquote special school, if you will. Uh, (laughs) Quote-unquote. Yes. Yeah. Basically, they took all the kids who have ADD, they put them in a school, and fun uh so um i went to a small school <clears throat> they needed a certain amount of people to get the room at martin's west these junior and senior class combined did not have that amount of people so they invited the sophomores to get the room oh okay so i went to the prom in 10th grade because of that okay and i went with a group of friends that makes sense so yeah no it wasn't because some Guy asked you. Like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. Okay. But, um, but like I said, I went to three proms. Technically, what I went to in 12th grade wasn't a prom. It was a junior-senior banquet, quote-unquote. Uh, it was dancing. You know, modeled after the school in Footloose. Um, no. Uh, <clears throat> so, all right. Well, I'll just tell you about... I'll just tell you about all three of them. I'll try not to go too long with this. Um, all right. So 10th grade, um, I went to 10th, I was in 10th grade in 2001, which was a year of very, very upbeat and very, very crappy music, if you will. Uh, so my proms playlist included Mambo Number no. 5, uh, 
who let the dogs out because the Ravens had just won the Super Bowl for the first time, so they were playing that song everywhere, and it was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it included um, almost the chicken dance. Like, who plays the chicken dance at their prom? Somebody must have requested. Somebody did. Yeah, the chicken dance. All right. So, um, this, they had also, um, I didn't have a date. Like I said, I went with this with my friends. Um, my one friend did have a date, but it was her cousin, so Uh I don't really count that. Um, (laughs) so they played a slow song. My friend and I, I decided to be really stupid because, I don't know, in high school, I was just always trying to get attention by acting like a moron. So I got up, and it was a slow dance, and I started doing the wave. (laughs) And my friend joined me and started doing the wave. And this one girl felt bad for us, so she made her boyfriend get up and join us. It was really horrible. And it's on tape somewhere. Oh, I would have joined in, too. Oh, it was very, <clears throat> very bad. I would, I would not have cared if people looked at me. I yeah, it was, it was it was, really bad. It was really bad. All right. But that was... All right. Um, second... Okay, but the prom horror story is 11th grade. All right. First of all, like I said, I went to a relatively small school. Because um, it was a school for kids with learning disabilities. So it was a relatively small school. Mm-hmm. Um... I, uh, that year, our senior class was primarily boys. There was, like, maybe two or three girls in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because apparently somebody, there was some ridiculous, our school was more boys than girls. Somebody said that ADHD is more common in boys than girls. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of, but, all right, so the, the senior class was mostly boys, so they said, um, well, the boys all decided that when discussing prom, we don't want a big formal flat. Because last year was at Martin's West, which is like a big banquet hall. And we all mm-hmm. got dressed up in tuxes and gowns and mm-hmm. the whole bit. Yeah. And the guys were like, no, we don't want that. We just want a nice little casual prom, if you will. So um, they had what is basically the equivalent of a middle school dance. Oh, no. So... We um, we had another school campus um, in Carroll County. Um, I don't know. That's right. Most of the people listening to the show probably don't even live in Maryland. So well, they would say anyway. Okay. I live, to, just to set this up, I live in Baltimore City. Okay. Carroll County is out in the country. It takes about almost an hour to get there from my house. All right. Um, where this they decided to have this. So... I went to school in a town called Randallstown, which is about half an hour from my house. All right, so I'm already driving half an hour to go to school. Um, so this would be a long ways to go to the prom, but I still wanted to go because, you know, it's the prom. Mm-hmm. And I'm in 11th grade. So they decided to have it there. They decided, oh, we're not going to, you know, we're going to make it semi-formal. So, like, you know, guys just wear ties or whatever and girls just wear dresses. You know, nothing right. too you know, like cutesy or whatever. Okay, fine. So we couldn't find a dress. So my mom, I wound up wearing this dress that I wore to church almost Sunday. Oh, oh this pity. Man. 
There's a picture of me on Facebook wearing this dress, by the way. If you want to see it, I will gladly send it to you. I know um, what I'll be doing tonight. I'll be looking up that picture. Um, but even though I was wearing this dress, my mother being my mother was like, well, you're going to go get your hair done. So I got my hair done. And it was this kind of sort of updo. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Hairspray, but yeah, um, kind of looked like that. Now, which version? Both? Uh, oh. was Is it both? No, no, no. I, I don't. I haven't seen the later version. Okay, because the, the, the only reason version. the only reason I ask. Yeah. And this is a quick shout out to my friend Wiggly. He uh-huh. was he was actually in that movie for a brief second, even though he he has no line. In the he, remake? No, in the original. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the scene is, and I know we're going off for but no, that's okay. Go on. I the love scene that is when. Um, uh, who who was the rich white fan? I always forget that. The Van, Von Tussles. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yes. They're at the park or the festival. Tilted Acres. Yeah. He's the reporter in that scene. Oh, my God. He's that old? Oh. No, well, I no. Think you were going to say he's one of, like, the little kids in the preteen. No. No, oh, he was he, he was he, a reporter in he, the in the movie in that scene. Oh my goodness! I'll where where he's by it. himself. Oh my god! And he he does not say a word. He does. He's just sitting there in the booth. No, he's standing there. Okay. It's like a it's like a live report. I, and I'll find the picture and I'll send it to you. Yeah. And no. He, um. That is really funny. And this is when he had hair. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, his hair has come back, so. Oh, well, that's good. And I apologize for saying he's that old. I didn't mean it like that. Mm. I, um, I, I apologize, Wiggly. I apologize, too. I, I've heard of him, but I've never actually spoken to him. I probably won't be now after this. No, I, I, I think he'd be fine with it. Oh, okay. All right, so anyway. All right, so I had this hair. Um, it was kind of like, um, like I said, piled on top of my hair on my head with all these curls. Um, let me go. I just got the picture now. All right. You can barely, you can barely see it in the picture, but all right. It's here. So because they, not only that, but they had on a Friday night instead of a Saturday night, which I thought was kind of inconvenient. So because it was on a Friday night and we had school the same day, <laughs> um, I didn't have time to go to the hairdresser right. after school that day. So my mother made my appointment for Thursday after school instead of Friday after school because I'd be going for, you know, just rushing to get ready. Mm-hmm. Well, my, um, that, so I got my hair done that Thursday night and my hair is like all this big poofy curly thing. Um, but that day at school Friday was, um, what's the word? was like water day with the day where, you know, you, you're shooting your classmates with uh, super soakers and tossing sponges and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Well, because I had gotten my hair done, I couldn't participate because my mom didn't want me to mess up my hair. So I had to sit there at a picnic table while watching all my friends throw sponges and water guns at each other. So I was kind of disappointed about that. And all right, so I go home and get ready, go to the front. There's a huge water main break on Liberty Road. You have to go up 
this this is a really long street, but um, we have to ba- basically drive up the street for about um, um, 45 minutes to get there. Okay. So there's a water main break on the street, so traffic is backed up. My father, who's supposed to be driving me, doesn't get home till late because he forgot that he had to take me. So I go outside. Um, we have a cat. We, we have a couple cats, actually. But we have a cat that likes to go outside. We have neighbors who live two doors down. They have a small dog. Our cat and their dog do not get along. So while I'm outside taking a picture, the cat and the dog are running after each other, and the neighbor's kids are trying to break up the fight. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to stop taking the picture because you can see them. In fact, the picture on Facebook, you can actually see their dog running in the background of of me. And one of their kids on a tricycle in the background mm-hmm. trying to stop them. Um, <laughs> because that happens. So basically, by the time I get to the prom, it's like it, it's already happened an hour into it okay. by the time I get there. What made this even more awkward is the guy I liked at the time, who was totally out of my league, I had no chance in hell with, Aww. had a girl, had bought his new girlfriend to the prom. And I knew she was coming. I already knew about that. Do, do, do you want to, just for the record, do you want to rat him out here on this show? No, I'm not going to rat him out here. Oh, okay. Show. Just, just want to give you the chance. I, I made it a point that when I tell stories about people from my past, unless I, I've gotten, I, I don't want to, you know, because I'm going to get angry letters saying, I don't, that never happened. Oh, well. Okay, so go ahead. All right. So the guy, like, he bought his new girlfriend to the prom. She went to a different school, but I knew she was coming because. Because it was a very widely known fact that I liked this guy. And everybody was like, well, you know he has a new girlfriend now, right? Oh, yes, he's got yeah. So I was already nervous as hell because she was there. And, of course, she looks like a darn beauty queen, beauty pageant contestant mm-hmm. with the pretty blonde hair. and the, yeah. So I was already nervous as hell because I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to say to this person? Um, so, we go, so I go to the prom. Uh, start dancing. It's really awkward. Then, of course, the slow songs come on, and I'm just standing there like, uh. And then my best friend at the time decided she wasn't going to go to the prom because the Christian rock concert she was going to was the same weekend, and she preferred to go to that instead. Uh. Don't ask me why. Um, and then, um, so then the song, the DJ is like, says there's a song that is a dedication from the guy I liked to his girlfriend. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and they're like, saw him standing there by the record machine. And it's like, I love rock and roll. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. So, no, okay, now, wait a minute. Time mm-hmm. out. The Joan Jett version or the Britney Spears? Yes, the Joan Jett version. Oh, okay, good, good, good. But this was around the time the Britney Spears version was popular. Oh, God. my friends, because my friends were not very well-meaning people, or they thought that, you know, bringing up something that bothered you Mm -hmm. a lot was funny. So my friends tortured me to death with that song after all. So so they slow danced to Joe Jett? No, I don't know if they slow danced. They just danced. But I don't know if this is like their song or what. But I hated that song for about a good year after this because I just couldn't fathom hearing this. 
All right. So that already happened. So then, like I said, um, the prom was scheduled to end at 11. It was supposed to go from um, 7 to 11 o'clock. Well, um, they had said uh, someone had miscommunicated that fact to the DJs mm-hmm. that were doing the prom and told them 10 o'clock. So they were scheduled till 10 o'clock. So they start packing up their stuff an hour early. Okay. So all these parents, people, I mean, there were some people who drove there, so they just went home. But there were a lot of kids whose parents had driven in there, so they called the parents. And this is in 2002 when having a cell a teenager having a cell phone was just starting to become a thing. Yeah, very (laughs) rare at the time, yes. So, you know, they had to, like, borrow the teacher's phones, go in and call. All right. So because we live in Baltimore City, not out in the country like or the suburbs like most of these other kids, guess who was the last one picked up? You. <laughs> and none of the teachers refused to, and all the teachers refused to go home until I got picked up. Aww. So I'm standing in the parking lot with the teachers, just waiting for my dad. Yeah, but they were thinking of you. Yes. And then one of them tried to cheer me up by saying, I've had the time of my life, which I hadn't. <laughs> So that was 11th grade, um, 12th grade. Um, I went to, I, I transferred schools my senior year. It's a long, complicated story, but I transferred schools my senior year. Right. And yes, I, and I will say the name of the school very gladly because the people who went there can actually back me up that this happened. Um, <laughs> I went to Arlington Baptist High School. Um, and Arlington Baptist, they do not believe in dancing because it is sacrilegious and because they follow the teachings of the classic movie Footloose. No, not really, but it would be awesome if we had Kevin Principal Bacon John now. Lithgow. Yeah, I, I wish John Lithgow was our principal, to be honest. I love him. <laughs> I love him. Uh, no. Uh, so we had what was called Junior Senior Banquet, um, which was basically just a sit-down dinner that you got dressed up for and paid a hundred bucks to be at. So, Wait a minute, you got paid to be No, at? you paid them oh, to okay. do this. To, okay. to go to the Hyatt Regency and get dressed up. Okay. Alright. I had a very pretty, big, poofy dress. Um, I looked like a darn... Um, there, there used to be these little dolls that had like big, big, poofy skirts that um, looked like a flower. That's kind of what... I had on okay. big, poopy thing. Um, well, what had happened was my, I don't know if you remember my friend Noelle. Yeah, I do remember. Okay. I, I think Noelle. I remember. Noelle, my friend Noelle, her parents, she was living with her parents, um, they had refinished their basement. They had finished their basement. Noelle was a year ahead of, Noelle was ahead of me in school, so Noelle's already in college. Mm-hmm. Her parents had finished their basement, so she was having what was called a basement morning party the same night as the junior, senior thing. I was so disenchanted with my school, most of the people in it, that I would rather go to that than the actual junior-senior banquet. Right. So I told my parents, <laughs> I want to go to Noel's instead. So, but they're like, well, we already bought you this dress. We already paid for you to go to this thing. So here's what we will do. Your father will drive downtown to the Hyatt Regency, come pick you up. We will put your stuff in the car, your sleepover stuff in the car. And we will drive you from there to Ellicott City, which is about a good, like I said, 40 minutes or so, um, to go to your friend's house if you want to go that badly. 
this is how awesome my parents are. So, so, um, somebody told me, well, this junior senior thing ends at nine o'clock. I said, okay, fine. Um, so I told my dad nine Mm o'clock, but the primary, the primary reason I went to this thing was also because I knew because it's always like at these things, something happens and then everybody at school is going to be talking about it that Monday and you're going to have missed out because you didn't see it. Right. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, this boy, there was a boy in my school. He uh, had a crush on a girl in my class, and he wanted to take her to this thing. Okay. Well, she didn't want to go with him, but he was so confident that he was go- she was going to say yes that he already bought two tickets oh, no. for her to go. Tickets are non-refundable. So, so he decides to take my history teacher's daughter. <laughs> My history teacher, now, this boy is about six foot one mm-hmm. and is 17 years old. My history teacher's daughter is 13 years old and looks 13 years old. Oh, no. So, my history teacher and her husband take him, and he, and not only that, but they dressed her age appropriate, which I applaud her for because she's 13 years old. But you knew, everybody knew, not only that, they knew who she was because um, our school went from a, uh, we, I went to the high school, but they had, like, lower school, middle school, or whatever mm-hmm. and on our campus. Yeah. So, after school, her daughter would walk over to our school to go wait for her mother to go home. So, we had met her daughter. We knew who she was. Okay. So, everybody there knew, oh, yeah, he took a 13-year-old. Oh, my God. And, oh, my God. So, of course, everybody at school was talking about this on Monday, that this boy had taken this girl. And to make it even more worse, our history teacher told us during history period that following Monday, oh, he was a perfect gentleman the whole time. And, oh, my husband and I made sure we kept an eye on them in the rearview mirror. And he was just so, well, I would hope so. Yeah, seriously. You know, because it's kind of bordering on, like. A lot of things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was actually, but um, anyway, so they had told them that the thing ended at nine o'clock, which it turned out it ended at ten. But my father, because this was pre cell phones, um, I couldn't call him and say, "Yeah, Dad, come get me." So my dad was outside at nine o'clock, so I left an hour early and went to my friend Noel's house. Mm-hmm. No, so I get to the door of Noelle's house. I got in this big poopy purple prom dress, whole big thing. Noelle's Boston Terrier comes and jumps on me. <laughs> it was I, I haven't worn this dress since then. She didn't ruin the dress. Did, did or anything. you? Did you ever wash it? Did you ever take it to like a cleaner's? I, I think I did wash it. I don't know. I have never worn this dress since. Um, and it's funny because when I was in college, a lot of girls would wear their prom dresses to the Halloween dance and dress up as princesses. And I should have done that, but I didn't. So it's hanging up upstairs. I can't fit into it at all now. But um, you, you know what you should do? What? Is when her dog passes away. I think it did. Oh. Well, can I just say it anyway? Yeah, go on. You should wrap the dog yes. in the dress. And bury the dog in the dress. It's a big dress. And the dog is like, wouldn't that? Yeah. So, but yeah. But anyways, that 
was my prom horror story, which made, what made a lot of my proms worse was the fact that I um, watched a lot of movies like She's All That and Ten Things Made About You, which had great proms, and that kind of psyched me up into thinking that, oh, yes, I'm going to have this great prom. Don't do that. Just remember, it's a movie. I'm going to encourage you all, because um, I have an online friend. Her do- her um, sister just had her prom last night. Yeah. And it's actually really funny, because nowadays it seems like these kids, they get, like, professional prom. Wait, I know the professional ones you get done at the actual prom, but there's, like, these pre-ones that look like wedding photos almost. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, when did this start? Because... Ours was just us lining up in my friend's living room. No, it's true. It's true, though. Like, I, because, you know, every, at this time, every yeah. year, they post these, you know, like, the worst prom pictures ever. Yeah. And I think the worst one ever that I've seen is this couple, and they're in the Portland Trailblazer jerseys, but one of them has it as a tux, and the other has it as a oh dress. Yeah, it was just really... Ours... Um, I was in 10th grade. Um, my friend Rahel, um, we were all at her house because we all left from her house together. And we, uh, I, I call it like the firing squad, if you will, because it was my mother, Rahel's mother, my friend Ashley's mother, my friend Christy's mother, my mm-hmm. friend Noelle's mother. Right. So they're all, they're all standing up in front of us with the cameras. This is pre digital cameras or little disposable ones. Um, <laughs> And they had us all line up. Well, we're standing in front of a mirror, so there's, like, a huge flash in the back of a mirror, so it, like, washes out some of our faces in the mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's really bad. All but right. now there's, like, all these lovely Photoshop um, professional prom pictures and fields with kids holding hands, and I really don't understand. All right. Yeah. All right. So your prom. Yeah, let me dive into the deep end. I, I, I don't think it's going to be deeper as yours. Um, now, I only went to two. Okay. Because I did, you know, like I, I'm sort of a person that, you know, follows tradition. Correct. You know, go, I mean, I, the option was there to go, actually the option was there to go all four years. Oh, because you went to a small school too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. I decided not to go my freshman or junior or uh, sophomore year. Yeah. So, being the gentleman that I was, I did ask my, you know, I did ask the person if she wanted to go to prom with me. Uh-huh. And, and she did say yes. Uh-huh. So, you know, bought the tickets. Now, okay, my suit the first year was pretty much... The suit I would wear if I was going to, like, a retirement party or a funeral or a wedding. Which, and, actually, we bought the jacket for the first time. So, this was, like, the first time I'd, you know, ever taken it out. So, you know, got the jacket, got the pants, shoes. So, because I knew the first one, for me... And I guess maybe this was my thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, okay, I don't have to get too dressed up. Yeah, that's how mine was. It, you know, it's the yeah. senior one where you really mm-hmm. get dressed up. Right. So, um, 
my parents drive me to her house, and and, and we've known e we've known each other for a long time. So her parents knew me, and you know we're good. Um, so our prom, and this is for both years, was at a Holiday Inn <laughs> in Laurel. I'm sorry. Previous years, they had had their prom at a banquet hall at the Laurel Racetrack. That's actually fancy for the holiday. I know. So, you know, we go in. There may have been others there before us. I'm not really sure. And my date, and I'll never forget this to this day, because mm -hmm. I did ask her this the next year. What? She did not want to ride in a limo until she got married. What the hell? Now, I, now I can respect that. I, I've just never heard that. I can, Honestly, I can respect that. Okay. So, so we go, and, you know, some of the same group, you know, that's in my class are there. Okay. You know, a lot of the seniors are there. Room is not, you know, too big. Um, now the DJ that we had was married to somebody that was, you know, one of the teachers there. And he was there for every dance we had in the school. And he played the same shit over and over and over and over again. In the same night? No, 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 no. Throughout oh, the... you're saying every time he DJed the dance, he had the same mistake. Right. And, okay. and, and we did have dances at school, but they were in the afternoon. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, this might... You know, it's proms. He's going right. to change it up. Right. Nope. Cha-cha uh, slide. Well, that's traditional. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um... A lot of rap, hip hop, R and B. No, yeah. no slow dance songs. Not one slow dance song. Oh, come on! It's the prom. You need to make your move. People, yes, people need to make their move. See, God darn it! Yeah. So, you know, take her back home and you know drop her off and we go back. So, that was my junior. Right. Senior year, I asked her out again, same person. Yeah. And she said yes. Now, at this point in time in my life, my brother is about to get married. Okay. Like, he gets married, I think, three, four weeks after the prom. So, for this occasion, had to do the tux. Oh, wow. And the tux for your brother's wedding to the prom? No, 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 no. It, okay. it was two completely different tuxedos. Okay. So, I was all for it, but the tux that I have for the prom had to have one little difference from the tux I wore at, my, at his wedding. Okay. And I'll let you take one guess as to what the difference was. Was the little flower thing that, or the tie that you had a different color? Uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. It was the tie. Okay. It wasn't the color, but it was the tie. Okay. So, 
for the first time in my 18 years of existence. Right. Because my birthday usually comes before graduation, which I still hate. And I'm just going to get it out for the record. And I'll say it again next month. The one thing I wish that I had had to do was to graduate on my birthday. <clears throat> That's the one thing I never got to do that my siblings did. I graduated the day before your birthday. <laughs> so anyway, um, that now, now it takes, now getting into a tux mm -hmm. for a guy, well, I, okay, you know what, let me go back a little bit. Because I was going to go to school that day. I, I don't, yours was on a Friday too? It was a Friday night. Okay. And, and I, and I, and I want to go real quick to your statement about how being on a Friday night was weird. Yes. I think some of the proms actually are on Fridays, but they're also on Saturdays, too. Well, a, a lot of them, which what I think is the seniors don't have school that day if it's on a Friday. Right. Although my sister did, which was great. Well, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so I was going to go to school. I was, mm -hmm. was going to do my three classes. Yeah. Then I was going to do my hours for the afternoon, go home, be at home by about 2.20, and get as much rest as I could. The bus never came. Oh, no. So guess who got to stay home all day? This oh. guy. Uh, oh, I'm thinking you, like, missed the prom because the bus didn't nope, pick you up. Nope, 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 nope. And you okay. know what? Now that I look back on it, I am thankful to this day that bus never showed up. So, all day, it was me and my grandmother. Um, and usually, like, if I'm home, I'll take care of her. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'll feed her lunch and, you know, do stuff for her. Mm -hmm. So, I remember uh, during the afternoon, because I'm playing my PS2 at the time. Uh, we get a call, all right? Well, yeah, we get a call. And it was one of my cousins who was living in California. So we talked for a little bit, and I, I think he said he wasn't going to come. I don't remember. So I was home all day. Bus never showed up to pick me up. And now I look back at it, I'm glad. So we get to that night, and I'm telling you, Getting in a tuxedo is completely different than just getting into a regular suit. It really is. It takes more time to get into a tuxedo than it does a regular suit. Oh. Now, my high school, my senior prom, those pictures are up, Danielle, so you can... Okay. I, I, I'm, in fact, I'm going to go look now. Um, I, I think I might have seen... One of your prom pictures, which is how I knew you went. Yeah. But I, so, I can't remember what year. All right. It was 04. So, okay. yeah. you know, get ready. We're going. So I got to pick up my date. And, you know, and she's wearing the same dress from last year. Really? Mm-hmm. And at oh, first wow. I was like, I was a little disappointed. But. kind of taboo, actually. But I, but I, I was like, okay, I can live with it. So we took pictures outside, and the difference between our pictures from our junior prom and senior prom were, and you could definitely tell if I ever put them up, the junior ones, we were just like, my arm was over her neck and all that. 
the the senior one, you know, it looked like a senior oh. prom picture <laughs> where, you know, I'm holding pictures. Like I'm holding, you know, like her back, you know. So Oh we, my handsome Bill, yes. Um, so we get to the prom. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I know her. Well, well we won't say names. Uh, but yeah, I did know you went to the prom with her. Yeah, she's good. I know, I know. I just Okay. I should, okay, anyways, go on. Anyways. Um, so we get to the prom. Yeah. We are the first ones there. The first ones. And nothing, you know, not nothing to be ashamed of, you know, but we were just the first ones there. So, you know, now we did not have a professional photographer because they had done it the previous year and the guy never showed up. So, um, so, you know, the, the, the staff took pictures with their cameras. Okay. And all of the friends are there, and we have a good time. The food was good. And one of them was really into the food. I remember that. So, and... Yeah. I just have a random question. Okay. Is that your cat in the picture with you? No, that was her cat. That's her cat. Okay. We've never, we've never owned a cat. Okay, I didn't think you did. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, so... We have a, you know, we have a good time. We have a good night. Um, I, I don't remember too much. Um, but no, we had a, I, I think that the music selection, I remember it being a lot better senior year than junior year. Mm-hmm. So I can remember that. And those are my prom stories. Yeah. I, that is quite an elaborate touch you have on. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, now I'm going to do something real quick. We're still recording. Okay. Um, if you want to give any females that are listening to this advice for their upcoming prom, for, well, like, for a moment or two. Sure. All right. Okay. Like I said, do not hype yourself up about it. Because if you do, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Like I said, I watched 10 Things They Hate About You and She's All That, which are both really good movies. I'm not I'm not dissing that, but they're movies where very fun and exciting things happen at the prom, like the guy you like gets, you know. And it really hyped me up and kept thinking, wow, something magical and exciting is going to happen. And then nothing did, and I was kind of bummed. All right. So I'm back. don't hype yourself up. I was going to recommend watching Carrie, but that would probably make you pay. No, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't. But just, you know, have fun with it. It is a memorable experience, and I do highly yes, recommend Yes, I, I agree with that. Everybody should go. It is a very memorable experience. Even though we never had a homecoming. Neither did we. But to, but to me, the prom was much bigger. Okay. So, if you remember, in the beginning of the program... Mm-hmm. Um, I said that I had something that Danielle has no idea about, because I, like I said, she's going to be on her feet thinking of this. I hate this. <laughs> now, I think this is going to be fun. Okay, good. Now, for those of you who are not in our group on Facebook, Nostalgia Crew, mm -hmm. every once in a while, somebody will 
come up with a list. Uh, you know, that like this, like Halloween. You know, what Halloween songs would you put in or Christmas? Okay. So, what we're gonna do, and we have three minutes. You and I, we're gonna come up with our own prom themed oh, songs. Interesting. Any so we have three minutes left in the show or three minutes to do this. Three minutes to do this. Okay. Anything goes, any song, All right. as long as it is nostalgic. Okay. So, and now, did your prom have a theme? Because ours. I don't remember. Ours didn't. I actually, no, you know what, real quick? I remember actually giving the suggestion of the theme for one prom my sophomore year. Yeah. Do you want to know what, I, what it was? A moment like this. Oh my god, that is so cheesy. I st I just put that out and everyone's like, that's perfect! Because that song was popular. Yes! That's oh my god. My, okay, real quick. My sister, uh, my sister went to a totally different high school. Uh, my sister Vicky. <laughs> um, she had her, she was in class of 2007, so her um, junior prom, which I thought was genius, their theme was 007, because oh, 007. Yeah. So they had, like, little things that said diamonds are forever, forever. or whatever. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was very creative. But then, like, their senior prom theme was, like, Harlem Renaissance, which I was like, you should have done the 007 one for the senior. That made yeah. more sense. All right. Okay, so prom playlist. All right, so okay. what what we're going to do is we're just going to say the songs that we have in our mind. Oh, God. As long as they are nostalgic. So it cannot be from... A current song. Right, it cannot be okay. a current song. I'm going to say we will go up to any song made in two, up to 2005. That that because I think ten years is a perfect time. Yeah, I think that that that's yeah. so that'll be actually when we were in high school. Right. Okay. So, so after that, and I'll do this later, I will put the list up and you guys can add any song that we did not mention mm -hmm. onto our list and we will create our prom songs. That is kind of interesting. So uh, on your mark. Get set, go. Okay, are you going to start or am I going to start? I'll start. Okay, go. Cheap Trick, The Flame. Okay. Richard Marks right there way. It's really cheesy, but it was the first song that came to mind. Okay. okay. Uh, Journey, Open Arms. Bangles Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, good one. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, uh, um... Oh, um, pass. Yeah, yeah, come back. Go. Which one? Macarena. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, they, the electric slide. Yeah, they, they they may be annoying, but they are they are definite. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. Damn it! What is the song for that movie? Shit! 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 Um. Footloose. Okay. I don't. I, 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 you mean you mean the ballad from Food Loo Footloose? No. Oh. The song Footloose. Okay. Okay. Uh, take my breath away from Top Gun. Oh my God, that is a prom song. That is. That is. Um. 
they played from this moment on at my prom, so sure, why the hell not? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Do you even know? <laughs> we got a minute and a half. Oh God, this is hard. Yeah, this. Uh, this is. Let's see. Yeah. Um, um. Oh gosh. Um. Rolling Stones can't get no satisfaction. That this is like a really shitty prom. I don't. But it's just so random. Okay. Um. Michael Jackson Thriller. Go. Ooh, good one. Okay. Michael Jackson beat it. Go. Okay. Um. Michael Jackson, P.Y.T. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that song, okay? P.Y.T., Pretty Young Thing. I like that song. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Quiet Riot, Come On, Feel the Noise. Fine. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Get Down Tonight. Okay. Ooh, good one. There we go. Cool and the Gang, Celebration. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, they played that at um my our, the college we graduated from. I don't know if it applied to your graduation, but that was like the theme they played. In. I never graduated from college. Oh, you didn't? No, I think you did. You did. Anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Madonna, like a virgin. Yes, very good for prom night. Yes. I was gonna say Billy Idol's White Wedding, but I don't think a song about <laughs> Shotgun Wedding should be played. No, no. Yeah. Um, the Philly Idol Rebel Yell. Yes, that's a good one. Okay, time's up. Last one, Joan Jett, I Love Rock and Roll. No, we're not going to add that on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace with that song. Thank yes, you very okay. much. So, you've heard our choices or our thoughts, and I'm sure... A really weird list. And, and I'm sure we will come up with more over the time. So, I'm sure after this goes off, I'll be like, damn it! Did you have another one? No, you know, I mean after the Oh, show. okay. Damn it, I should have thought of that. So, you guy, if you are in our group, or if you once you join our group, you can put in your choices of prom songs that you would like to have, and we can make it like our, like, this is our prom, you know, the Nostalgia Crew prom right. song. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So now, now, that was yours, so I get to go. Okay, go on. Um, okay, let me ask you. Sure. What are your thoughts on Mariah Carey? Well, I um, I did love her as a child. I do. I have a lot of her older songs on my iPod. I do enjoy. Because, I mean, she was a huge, huge part of my childhood. I mean, right. she had number one hit every year in the 90s. Yeah. And, I mean, a huge... Um, and I did buy some of her later stuff, and, you know, I do think she's a bit over the top at times, and, and can be kind of, um, diva-like, if you will, but her music, I do like a lot of it, I will say. All right. Now, in the newest edition of Entertainment Weekly, uh -huh. which I received in the mail today, Okay. So this magazine probably won't be out until next week. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Kurt Russell are on the cover. Oh. Entertainment Weekly, because Mariah Carey is about to start uh, her military duty of having a show in Las Vegas. Oh, yes. And 
her greatest hits album, which is coming out, they have ranked all 18 of her number one hits. Mm. All 18. And, and I only wanted to do this because I'm not a Mariah Carey fan. If okay. I was, my man card would probably be taken. Oh, don't. But, no, I'm not a fan. But anyway. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so we're going to go through, or I'm going to go through this list. All right. And I, I guess for your from your reaction, we'll see if you agree, disagree, or yes, in the middle. I might own some of these as well. It's very possible. All right. And I will and I will mention the year, so. And, oh, yes. And if you are, actually, you know what? Hell with it. I'll even mention how long it was number one. Okay. All right. So, number 18. Thank God I found you. From 2000, it was number one for only a week. All right, go on. Uh, there we go. Number <laughs> 17, Touch My Body from 2008, was number one for two weeks. Very catchy. Number 16, Hero from 1993, was number one for four weeks. Drove my parents crazy singing that song at eight years old. That was terrible. <laughs> I never liked that song. I have that on my iPod, but yeah, that was a really, really, yeah. All right. Number 15, I'll Be There, 1992, was number one for two weeks. Prefer the Jackson 5 version, go on. <laughs> wow. Number, four <laughs> number 14, My All, from 1998, number one for one week. Okay, that was a good song. Number 13. Dream Lover from 1993 was number one for eight weeks. Oh, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Number 12, Don't Forget About Us, was number one in 2005 for two weeks. I always forget about that song, too. That's really ironic. <laughs> All right. Number 11, I Don't Want to Cry from 1991, number one for two weeks. Yeah, I don't remember that one too much. All right. Number 10, Heartbreaker from 1999 was number one for two weeks. Oh, my God. Okay, real quick. Mm -hmm. um, that song, I was in high school. Me and my friend, we, my friends and I were kind of like weird out. We used to make up our own little versions of songs. Yeah. And so we made up a version, a parody of that song called Jawbreaker. Nice. Because the song goes, Heartbreaker, you've got the best of me. Uh, but I keep on coming back successfully, and so um, ours was jawbreak. You got the best of me, and you keep on giving me a cavity. Okay, go. So. <laughs> oh, good one. Yes. All right. Number nine, <laughs> Love Takes Time from 1990, number one for three weeks. I, yeah, I kind of remember that. Okay. All right. Number eight. We Belong Together from 2005 was number one for 14 weeks. Yeah, I remember that one. Right. Number seven, One Sweet Day, oh my God. 1995, was number one for 16 weeks. Yeah, that they, I love that song. It's kind of a depressing song. That's one of those songs that was like a couple song where couples danced everything, but the song itself was actually about somebody dying, so it's kind of like hmm. sort of depressing at the same time. All right. Yeah. What, what, that was number seven, right? I think so, yes. Okay. Number six, 
Someday from 1991 was number one for two weeks. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Number five, Honey from 1997 oh, yeah. was number one for three weeks. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four, I don't know. Emotions from 1991 know. was number one for three weeks. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite right there. That's the one I'm playing all over my iPod. That That's that's actually my favorite song of hers. Oh, so. okay. Yes. All right. Number three, Vision of Love from 1990 was number one for four weeks. Also one of my favorites. It, most of my favorites of her tend to shift towards early in her career more so than now. Number two, Always Be My Baby from 1996 was number one for two weeks. We had to watch that video when I was in Girl Scouts because for some stupid reason during our Girl Scout meeting, we had to analyze music videos. It was a really weird, and we watched that. Uh, I don't know why. All right. <laughs> and number one, Fantasy from 1995 was number yeah. one for eight weeks. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. Uh, that one always reminds me of Summer. Because, well, first of all, in the video, she's at an amusement park riding a roller coaster. And second of all, I think it came out during the summer. And I remember being all over the radio and yeah. just sort of happy. Yeah, I have that on my iPod, too. I'm just I'm just glad her cover of Bringing on the Heartbreak by Def Leppard did not make it to number one. Oh, my God, that is very depressing to think about. Um, but, yeah, I... Um, she did a movie... She did this really horrible, horrible movie called Glitter. Oh, everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I was in high school. But I'm one of the few people who owned Glitter album and did not take it back. Because apparently this album was so horrible that people were, like, actually returning it quicker than... <laughs> wow. I, I don't know. But, um, no, I never took it back. Um, but I bought it because Glitter was set in the 80s, and I I, I, I mean, like, it's a huge nostalgia fanatic, so I thought, oh, well, it's 80s music. I will really enjoy this. But, no. <laughs> it, it was not good. Yeah. Some of it was okay, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard um, on a different podcast they reviewed that movie because yeah. they were paid to review that movie, and they just hated that movie. Oh, my so God. I, it, I, I do not ever plan on watching it. She had a nervous breakdown shortly after. Yeah, that. I remember that. Yes. Because um, it, it, was, it was pretty bad, but um, no. And, and, and to, to let everybody know, uh, the government doesn't want you to hear this, but glitter caused 9-11. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, man. It, 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 it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, now, did you have one more topic? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. I had two, but um, we'll just well, get Well, we can this. do both. Well, no, one of them is actually a very, very detailed thing, so we could actually push that one to next month. Okay. All right. But, all right. But this one is taking place now this month, so we'll go um, talk. Um, on not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, on the 17th, uh, CBS will be airing two colorized episodes of I Love Lucy. Um, it'll be 
I don't know what the other one of them is one of my favorites, Lucy Meets Superman, which I don't know if you watch, I love Lucy. Uh, but no. um, but um they wanted to get Superman to appear at her son's birthday party. Or no, her her husband is working at a studio and the guy who plays Superman, because at this time Superman was a regular TV show, right, um, is going to be there. So they promised their son, because they're also competing with this other kid who's having a birthday party on the same day, that Superman is going to come to his birthday party. They said they're going to try to get Superman to come to birthday party. But Lucy being Lucy goes and tells everybody Superman is coming to little Ricky's birthday party. Mm -hmm. But she knows that he probably isn't. So what Lucy does is Lucy decides to dress up as Superman, go out on the ledge of their apartment building, and fly through the window. And but and it turns out at the last minute, Ricky, of course, is able to get the real Superman to come to the party, which is all well and good. But they accidentally lock the window, forget Lucy is out on the ledge, and it starts to rain, and... <laughs> And they open the window, and she's on the ledge with all these pigeons. They're like, where's they? And um, so my, my favorite part of the whole episode, though, is Superman. Um, he, he goes, how long have you been married to this woman? He's like, 14 years. And he's like, you've been married to her for 14 years, and they call me Superman. <laughs> That's my, okay. But anyways, they're colorizing the episodes, which mm -hmm. is going to be interesting because um, as a child, um, I watched I Love Lucy, but I had no idea Lucy had red hair until I was much older because I always thought she was blonde because um, <laughs> it was in black and white, and I don't know. But um, my thing is, when you were a kid, did you ever really watch stuff in black and white? Because sometimes I would wonder, what color is everything? And it would kind of bore me. Yeah. Yeah, but as I got older, I I watch more black and white things. In fact, um, one of my favorite shows is actually a Dick Van Dyke show. And if you don't haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's a very funny show. Um, so, um, and it's kind of weird just seeing it colorized. I mean, I'm curious to see it colorized, but at the same time, it's... Um, you're kind of guessing what color everything is. It's not necessarily accurate right. as to what color stuff is. But um, I'm still looking forward to seeing it. But it's going to be kind of weird. All right. Um, but did you watch a lot of black and white stuff as a kid? Or uh, here and there. Yeah. But not a lot. Yeah. I, I, I remember The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, now I have one more. Sure. And then we will get into our picks. Okay. Um, and I was sort of surprised you did not bring this up. So What? Well, I'll bring it up anyway. Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk okay. about. I forgot about it. Okay. Go. Um, there is a new documentary out called I Am Big Bird. Oh, no, that wasn't what I was going to bring up. Okay. Go on. Um, it, 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 this is not my movie of the month, by the way. Okay. Um, it's about Carol Spinney, who yeah. is Big Bird, and to a lesser count, Oscar the Grouch. Mm -hmm. He says, and this was put up on Reddit. Oh, yeah. That he was supposed to be in the Big Bird suit 
on the Challenger spaceship. That just blew my mind. Because it, because, and I'll tell you my story in a minute, but it's like, could you have imagined? Oh, if, yeah, no. Yeah, if Big Bird had been on there, and, you know. That's just scary to think about. Yeah. So, my story that I have, and I remember, I've heard this story many times. So, this happens in 86. Uh-huh. So I'm not even a year old yet. Mm-hmm. My dad is at home, and my brother is sick, so he does not go to school that day. So they put on, you know, because this was a big deal. The, the, it was the first teacher ever going into outer space. Yeah. And they watched, you know, everything that happened, because he was sick, you know, dad stayed home. Yeah. And they just watch, you know, as the ship explodes. And then to think years later when I find out that this was on every television in every school in the United States of America. Yeah. That freaks you out even more. I was a month and a half old when that happened. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, just, yeah. just the thought of yeah. this iconic TV character oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and a very iconic person right? almost went on that ship and that died. That would have ruined a lot of kids. Yeah, because how, how do you explain that on Sesame Street? I mean, they explain Mr. Hooper's death. Exactly. How do you explain Big Bird? Plus, he just had a movie out. Right. Like, or even if you get an actor to replace Big Bird, which actually still worries me because he is um, in his 80s, and I'm pretty sure by the time my kids are old enough to watch Sesame Street, he won't be there. Right. Um, But, yeah, that that is really, really, um, really sad terrifying to think about that's that, a like, scary thought wow yeah that he could have been because big bird was my favorite on sesame street as a child um and one of my huge gripes with the current condition of the show is that he's not on it but it's also because he's you know in his 80s yeah he, he's getting yeah. old so. but um my huge gripe with elmo was that it was more of an ensemble cast when i was a kid than now yeah. you know but, um, yeah, that that is very, you know, the Challenger itself alone, I heard, was difficult for kids to have to understand and explain anyways. But oh, yeah. But throw Big Bird into that. Oh, my God. Yeah. The two other times that I remember we turned the TV on, one was when I was a student and one was when I was an employee. Right. The one when I was a student, and we will cover this when the time comes. Yeah. Was the OJ verdict? Really? Mm-hmm. I will. When the time comes, I'll get We're into that. We're going to talk about that. Yes, we are going to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> and the other one was, I think it was, the first day back from our winter break. And remember, I work with special needs kids. Okay. 
and we turn the TV on for Gerald Ford's funeral. And the teacher, who is so diehard Democratic, had this on. And because it, it was, you know, she respected him. Yes. So, but yeah, those were the, like, the only two. So you didn't, you didn't turn on um, TV when 9-11 happened? Nope, they did not let that happen. Oh, they, yeah, we had ours turned on when that happened. We heard it via radio. We heard it through a teacher, and it didn't really hit us when it happened until they turned on the TV. Well, that, well we'll have those stories. When that happens. Yeah, so when the time comes. Actually, mine's slightly humorous, so it's, which is why I don't really tell it, because they're like, you can't, there's nothing humorous about it. It has to be a serious story. I know. Yeah. All right, so, anyway. yes, now we're going to go into our picks of the month. Okay. And so we're going to do our movies, and, or, our, or our one movie, and we're going to do our one album. So I will, now last month Danielle started off with movies, so for this month, I will start off with movies. And I, I had a tough time. Okay. Because I had two in mind. One is a nostalgic movie. The other, while it is a little bit more recent, does have a nostalgic theme. So I am going to take the controversial road Ooh. and go with the nostalgic-themed movie. And my movie of the month is Atari Game Over. Wow. <laughs> um, this movie, it, it, this is a true story, is about basically the rise and fall of Atari which at one point was the biggest gaming system in the world, and how when E.T. the video game came out in 82 or 80, I think, yeah, it was 82, how the video game pretty much bombed, and they buried all cartridges of unsold copies of that game in the desert. And it basically was the beginning of a trigger to where the Atari company went out of business. And because you get to meet the guy who worked on the E.T. video game and other video games. Mm -hmm. You get to meet with a couple of um, executives that worked there. Some fans... Um, the guy who is in charge of the digging up process, oh. and 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 there were fans, there were people that went to the undis, you know, like the discovery of the games, and you guys probably would think, oh, this is a long movie. It's like an hour and seven minutes, but it is still a good movie, even if you're not a video game fan. That's the thing. You don't have to be a video game fan to enjoy this movie. I think it, it was very interesting. I think you guys will like the story. And it does have a happy ending. Okay. Alright. Mine is a little controversial if you follow the news currently. I'm not going to get into what's going on, but I live in Baltimore. You can judge for yourselves. Exactly. Alright. <laughs> Alright, um, anyway, so, Baltimore, um, I picked this movie mainly because it's about my hometown, 
and it actually takes place during this month in May, but it takes place um, 20 years ago. It was May 20 years ago. Anyways, it's called Serial Mom. If you've ever, um, I don't know if anybody knows who John Waters is, but he is probably one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, he grew up in... Um, in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore. In the um, county, but um, he's definitely, you know, he went to high school in the city. And um, a lot of his movies are based off, of, they're usually set in the 60s or the 50s from... And based off of his childhood and his teen years. But Serial Mom is set in, well, present day of when it was made. It was made in the 90s, so it takes place in the 90s. But um, the main thing I love about it is that it was set in the 90s and filmed in Baltimore in the 90s. So it's literally like watching my childhood on film. Because <laughs> I'll see these places going past it. Um, but anyways, so Serial Mom is about... Um, a woman who is a serial killer, which you would not think was a comedy, but she kills people for really, really stupid reasons. Hmm. Like, she's um, a really perfect housewife. So she kills, like, she kills this one person because, oh, she stole my parking space. Killer. Um, she kills this other person. He doesn't wear his seatbelt when he's in the car. Boom. Yeah. That kind of thing. So she kills him for about the stupidest things. But it's just a really, I know it sounds horrible, but it, it's just really funny, like, how heightened it is. And the whole, it, it's a whole um, joke is that she kills all these people, and then, of course, she gets caught, and it turns into a huge media spectacle. And this is funny, because it takes place, it was made before the O.J. Simpson trial became a thing. But, so the whole fact that the court case becomes a media spectacle is actually supposed to be a joke, but in real life, that's kind of how things are now mm -hmm. and it's a really it's just so ridiculous but anyways the woman's played by kathleen turner she's serial mom her husband is played by sam waterston of all people from law and order bum, bum. And, and just his facial expressions which he does this stuff that's priceless. Uh, Matthew Lillard is her son. Uh, Ricky Lake's her daughter. It, it, it's a really funny movie. It, I know it doesn't sound like it's a funny movie, but it actually is. If you ever get a chance, go watch it. I can't say too much else because it'll give away stuff, but it's just... <laughs> we went... Yeah. We went completely different from our movies last month. Yes. I was trying to go different because... Um, I'm going through the ones that I own, and I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to just pick a chick flick and a teen movie every month. Yeah, because, like, okay, because you picked Spaceballs. Right. And I did Gigi. So, yeah, we went completely different. Yeah, I was going to go original. My original pick was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but I was like, well, everybody's seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, <laughs> ac yeah. ac actually. You haven't? No, I've never seen it. Okay, well, we will talk and, about that next month. And, uh, and and I will save my other choice probably for next month, too. So Yes, we'll, we'll definitely go into Fast Times at Virginia High, which is my favorite TV movie of all time. All right. And, yeah. So we've gone for our movies, and now we will go to our music and our albums of the month, and Danielle gets to start it off. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Well, 
this is more of an emotional kind of thing. Not so much as, oh my gosh, you totally have to listen to this mm -hmm. album because it is the greatest thing ever made. No, right. this is an emotional thing. Okay. There's a band, they're called Bowling for Soup. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're still together. In fact, they're coming to Baltimore this summer. Oh, okay. But there's this album they have called A Hangover You Don't Deserve. And um, I had just gotten dumped around the time I bought this album. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you get dumped, you kind of need something that um, sort of speaks to you. And it's like, yeah, you fucking asshole. No. <laughs> um, and that's what this album did for me. <laughs> um, my favorite song, uh, well, 1985, but that has nothing to do with getting dumped. But I always like that song because um, it's sort of about me. Like, uh, it's about this woman who's like, wondering where her life is and she's so preoccupied with the past and she's like what happened to all this and mm -hmm. what happened to all that and i thought it was funny when it first came out because at the time i was like a teenager and i thought oh ha 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 but that's kind of how i am right like that's or like they say oh when did reality become tv what happened to sitcom game shows that's how i am yeah how i think and it's Really weird. Not to mention, and, and ironically, I was born in 1985, so that right there. But um, or it's like, what happened to your life where I wanted this to happen, I wanted that to happen, but it never did. And so it's kind of, that's one. The other one is um, Almost, which is also in the same vein. Like, I almost did this. I almost did that. I almost got drunk. At school 14, I almost made out with the homecoming queen. You almost went on to be, you know, yeah. all the stuff that I could have done. And, you know, everybody's life is just full of regrets. And I don't know. Right. Yeah. But um, but the one song, though, that made it a great song album before I got dumped is called My Next Ex-Girlfriend. Um, because um, this was a really horrible breakup with this person. Um I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but I was really, really depressed. And um, this song is basically about this guy saying, oh, no, I don't want to have a serious relationship with you. I just want to, you know, get it over with. Mm -hmm. And it just and that's just sort of how I felt like this boy was um, like, yeah, no, I don't really want to get in anything serious. So bye. And the song was like, you can be my next ex-girlfriend, my next ex-girlfriend. I don't want to get inside your mind with your pants. I don't want to waste my time with love and romance. You can be my next ex-girlfriend. It's it's a good album. Um, I don't know if, like I said, if any of you heard of Bowling for Soup, they also sang, I think, 1985, and then their previous album, The Girl the Bad Guys Want, was their biggest hit. Most people would know that more than they would know this album. But right. anyways, go get it. It's like, the album's like 10 years old, but it's... It yeah. counts. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll be honest. I yeah. had a very hard time. I always have a hard time with this. <laughs> you always? This is our, only our second show. I know, but I didn't know this was like going to be a monthly thing. So when you told me today, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, though. Yeah. This month, I had a 
very tough time picking the album. Not because of, oh, what can top the choice from the last one? It's like, okay, what should I pick that shows people that, hey, I'm not just this guy who listens to hard rock? Okay. So I, I had to really think about it. And I'm sure people were wondering after the first one, I wonder how soon one of them will come to a Greatest Hits CD. Uh-huh. Well, folks, episode two is where our first Greatest Hits CD will come. Okay. The album is, as soon as I move it up, because I've been on this page for like the last two hours. Well, oh, my. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but the album is called Contraband, The Best of Men at Work. Oh, yeah. And, of course, when, when you say men at work, most people will right away go with their two big hits, Who Can It Be and Down Under, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, they should because that was those were their two biggest hits. But they had other very good songs and some of them ended up being successful on the radio. Um, like, It's a Mistake, which is such a perfect song for this day and time for pretty much any and all governments that are going on right now in the world. Um, and you also have some fun songs on there. You have Be Good Johnny, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive, uh, upstairs in my house, snakes and ladders, but then you also have some of the more serious songs, which really are just very good. Still life is a very good one. Overkill, which is one of my all-time favorite songs, and then the final track on the album. Just the first, like the first couple of times I heard it, it just surprised me because, you know, it's men at work. And, you know, you'd never think this type of song would come out, but it did. The song is called Down by the Sea. And, it like, the opening lyrics are Down by the Sea, I found your hidden treasure. Just you and me will overdose on pleasure. And it's just such a great song to end that album. And <laughs> in a way... You know, it, it, I, it sucks that the band, ha, you know, the band's been broken up for years and more than likely that band will never get back together. But Colin Hayes, who's the lead singer of the band, uh, is still active, still, you know, doing tours. And he was actually on a couple episodes of Scrubs um, for those that did watch or didn't know about it. Uh, he was the one that sang Overkill in the episode where pretty much everybody is evaluating their friendships, relationships. Um, but this is just a great album. And yes, it is a best of, it is a greatest hit, but I really don't care. This album is what made me a fan of Men at Work. And like I said, it's just a shame that the band is not together anymore. I wish things would have worked out, maybe because a lot of '80s bands are coming back. If this band had, you know, if it ever comes back, 
I would I would be right there for the concert. I really would. Yeah. And like and like I said, you know, like the two big hits are there in the beginning, but listen to the whole album. It's really really good. Yeah, I'll have to um look that up because a lot of times uh what you realize is that um a lot of bands that have like maybe one or two big hits, you'll discover a song of theirs and wonder, well, why wasn't this popular? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Now I did say that there will that there is a way to um if you have any questions for us that you want to ask for next month or if you have any comments that you have that you know you want to talk about topics that we talked about this month uh send an email and this is the email address by161524 at gmail.com once again the email address is by161524 at gmail.com and when you do write us an email if you do make sure you put the subject as like nostalgia crew or whatever topic that we may have talked about this month and don't forget to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com backslash House of Bill, and you guys can find out all the wonderful, crazy opinions and things that I have to say <laughs> on there. And um, also, those of you who are friends with me on Facebook or want to be friends with me on Facebook, well, I'm in the Nostalgia Crew. I will post more. I will try to post more. Um, but I'm always posting nostalgic stuff. I'm always sharing BuzzFeed articles. I'm always trying to put up something for Throwback Thursday. So if you're not sick of hearing me talk about nostalgia on here, feel free. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for us this month. And we'll be back for the month of June. And who knows? We'll be ready to give you guys more talk. Yes. For Dick. Yeah. Yep. For Danielle, I'm Bill. You guys have been listening to Nostalgia Crew.